The Nathan Ivey Show is sponsored by UC Health. UC Health, Cincinnati's only academic health system. It, it was the voice of a courageous explorer, a man dedicated to the pursuit of man's knowledge and the expansion of his horizons. Good morning. Here is Nathan Ivey. Mr. Ivy know the show must go on. As far as Cincinnati, man, I put on. Tunes made another flame beat for me to cook on. Raised on. Close this year, too strong. Team AI, chop it up at the chop shop. Top notch with the king flow, the hot shot. Cops watch it, listen to the real. Jumping like hopscotch. Nobody harder than, oh, no, think not. Not only citywide. But nationwide, uh, superlatives, keep it locked like the nation guys. Uh, Put the truth in the airwaves, we talk about it. Uh, Brand new like the tip place, let's be about it. Uh, Who got the info by the AM? Tryna be the rapper, got them jamming when they play him. Play him. Staying in my lane, they ain't got an okay him. him. Who the host with the scoop? Yeah, they gon' say him. Ivy, so superlative like a bag of drippos. Know you where the Prince at, Cincinnati Red Tag. One time with my people at. Broadcasting live from Cincinnati, Ohio, here's the king of superlative flows, Nathan Ivey. Good morning, everyone. Back from my hiatus. Politicking on the latest. This is the Nathan Ivey Show. If you hear my voice for the first time, it's your lucky day. You found us. If it's uh, for the first time in a long time, perhaps uh, we lost connect with one another and today's the first time that you're checking out the flow. Glad to have you. Good morning, choppers. What's up, Team NI? What's up to all my patrons? For everyone who is listening and beyond, good morning to the aliens living amongst us. You know, it's a big theory. I've got a guest lined up in a couple of months who's going to tell us when his book drops, who's going to tell us all about how the aliens are among us. And there's several species of aliens. You didn't know that? That's just a tease. That's a long distance tease. Good morning to you. Currently, uh, 7.14 a.m. in the Queen City. Today is Thursday, January 12th, 2017. Let's get into it. I'm reading that the mayor's race is starting to really heat up now. Because Wednesday night, Mayor John Cranley took home the first big victory in what already has become a very bitter battle. Uh, Cranley received the endorsement of the Ohio Democratic Party. And it was it was decisive. What's being reported is that Yvette Simpson, who's currently a member of city council, a sister, by the way, she is a Democrat. You will hear her on this show. Apparently, she was outside imploring party leaders to hold off on the vote. And I'm reading that before the meeting started, they were at a, <clears throat> pardon me, they were at a uh, hotel in Columbus. Listen, if you're involved 
with the Democrat Party and or the media and though you were just there. 513-873-7134. And apparently she was handing out like flyers to the executive committee members attacking John Cranley or maybe giving them something to think about. And at the end of the day, the Hamilton County committee members, Tim Burke, Bridget Kelly, Jenny O'Donnell, they all voted to endorse the mayor, which you have to expect. Why wouldn't the Democrat Party endorse their incumbent? But check out Yvette Simpson. Bold moves, huh? She's outside like, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you about this buster. Do you know what he did to Chief Blackwell? Currently says it means a lot. From what I'm reading, Rob Richardson Jr. was not there. He's the other uh, candidate, brother, Democrat. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? 513-873-7134. It's a bold move by that sister. She's in it to win it. I know what you're thinking. I can hear you. I can hear you. And I, I hear the chopper coming. I hear the chopper coming. Oh, I hear him. But first, I've got to set this up properly. Did Did anyone watch the press conference with Donald Trump yesterday? Did you watch any of that? Bloomberg Urban <laughs> Things are just firing. My apologies. Did you hear that? Did you watch any of that? that? That was fascinating. We are moving into a new era in terms of the relationship between the president and the press. Now, it's always going to be contentious because nobody wants their dirty laundry. Nobody wants like moves and ideas to, to become public before they actually do. And then, you know, quite frankly, some of these uh, reporters, I'm sure, can get real nasty. But Donald Trump is very smart. You know, I, I don't know who I don't know who's running things in the Trump campaign. Is it really Donald Trump? I mean, is Donald Trump like the damn lizard king? Is he like it, 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 does he does he go inside up into the Trump uh, palaces and then, then uh, he steps into like a liquid gelatin filled like substance bubble, which is his real habitat? And he peels off the fake human skin and he's like a reptilian or something because whoever is orchestrating this is extremely shrewd blunt abrasive so yesterday Donald Trump straight up just intimidated the media in front of everybody and I'm disappointed that the media didn't stand up for himself I'm a little disappointed in that So Donald Trump is on this whole fake news kick. And you have to understand that this is not a joke. It seems like a joke, but it's not really a joke. Because Donald Trump is basically battling with the ability to decide who is legitimate in the American press and who is not legitimate. And of course, the press is supposed to be independent. Their job is to scrutinize. Listen, it's 2016. This whole idea of fake news, I don't even like that term. I think it's inaccurate. It's not really fake news. It's it's misleading news, biased news, partisan news. Donald Trump is the president elect. In his first press conference, he basically told the people at CNN that you may never get a question in during my administration. 
And by doing that in that manner, he was whipping the rest of the media in line. Now, you know me. If I was in the room, you already know. Ban me. Now, you can say that's smart or it's not smart. Like, smart money might say, Nate, it's better to have access than to not have access. So be a good boy and stand in line and don't ask him tough questions. And when it's obvious that there are certain things that he doesn't want to talk about, just pick up on it and don't don't ask him, right? This is what Donald Trump is doing to the media right in front of us. I mean, he called out the 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 uh the dude from CNN. What's his name? Acosta? He called him out and said, uh uh-uh. uh. Now, to Acosta's credit, at least he didn't go out like a sucker. Because a lot of these weak ass media types would go out just like that. When we say nothing, Donald Trump pull bump Donald Trump. At least he stood up for himself. I give the man a lot of credit for that. Afterward, uh, the incoming press uh, secretary said that he thought that what the uh, journalist was doing was disrespectful and that if he ever did it again, he was going to kick his ass out. Now, boom, that's a message to everybody in the media. Two things. Number one, stay on Donald Trump's good side. That's number one. And the way you do that is you kiss his ass. Oh, you tell him how great he is. You only report great news. You never challenge him. You never investigate anything that might be embarrassing uh, to uh, his administration or to Donald Trump himself. That basically be his boy. It's like prison culture. Donald Trump's walking around and he, he, he's he got the inside of his front pockets turned out and CNN and everybody else is just tagging along. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I'll never go out like that ever. It just won't happen. And I've proven it <laughs> in the face. I mean, you know, Donald Trump wasn't aware of it, but, you know, same rooms. You know, the circumstances. I don't need to go through it. The legend is what the legend is. But damn, I get to do props, man. Way to stand up for yourself. You didn't go out like a sucker, like a Mitch. Because a lot of these dudes out here, they so, I mean, they're just standing up for the folks. They would have wilted. And dude was like, wait a minute, you're criticizing us. Then give us a chance to get a question in, which is completely fair. I don't think that that journalist did anything wrong whatsoever. Nothing wrong whatsoever. Nothing. He did exactly. He he was standing up for himself as a man and then also the organization that was paying the bills. That journalist did nothing wrong. Donald Trump is whipping the media and making them get in line one after another. Let's see if it works. Something tells me that it will. Something tells me that it will. Uh, Nathan Ivey with you live, local, vocal. This is the Nathan Ivey show. Anybody been paying attention to the uh, this case over in Northside? This is amazing. Now these two folks, uh, they come from Kentucky. Margaret Kinney, 41 years old. Michael Stump, 43 years old. And apparently they just snuffed out this old dude over in Northside. Stole his money and valuables. That is deep. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, the only reason why I know about it is because it's being reported locally, but this is white on white crime. 
Like this is a clear cut example of white on white crime. But I'm I look there's only one comment. Nowhere in there is there any mention of it. There's no response from the white church. Oh, the white on white white crime must stop. I'm sure it's been discussed if you want to look at it this way and call it this way, frame it this way in white talk radio in the city of Cincinnati. I'm sure it's been discussed, but see again, white people don't internalize the bad actions of other white people. Black people need to stop doing that. So I say, I feel no connection when I read these stories and it's people of color and it's committing this stuff. I don't know these people. I, I didn't tell them to do that. I would have told them to do other things with their time. So when they decide to do something goofy as a black person, I don't feel like I need to get out there and start apologizing. Stop apologizing for things you don't have to apologize for. That is deep. Otto Stewart was found dead last month inside his home in the 4200 block of Virginia Avenue. I think I know where that is. Somewhere around there. Documents say that he was killed with a uh, with a knife and a ligature. So basically wrap a cord around his neck and then behind his neck, you wrap that, you know, on like a, a, a knife and you just twist it. That's not a good way to go. Why don't white crime? It, why don't white people label crimes that happen at the hands of other white people as white on white crime? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Stop doing that black on black crime. Stop internalizing that nonsense. If you're wondering, if you're looking at the avatar of today's show, and you're like, what in the hell is that? Uh, it's a protester. And he's dressed up. It's a man. He's dressed up like the Statue of Liberty, only in pink. And I'm like, damn, dude. I mean, I can understand protesting. He was protesting um, during the Senate confirmation hearings of Jeff Sessions. And I'm like, dude, I can understand. You want to protest? Great, protest. But why are you dressing up like the damn Statue of Liberty? And not only the Statue of Liberty, but a pink Statue of Liberty. And then I thought, well, maybe these are the folks that code pink. You know, Medea Benjamin, they do things like that. But damn, he's holding a sign that reads, support civil rights, stop Sessions. Is Jeff Sessions going to be a problem for black people? See, what we're looking at are the consequences of elections. People that voted, people that did not vote. This is the consequence of the election. It is what it is. That is deep. If CNN should focus all of their programming today on the assault on 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 freedom of the speech, right, that they had to endure at the hands of the president last night. So this is good. So four years of this, this is this is deep. So what's going to happen is, is eventually you might get a couple of other rebels that's going to challenge the system like bump that. You're not going to tell me what to do. But the majority of those people that that cover the White House for the biggest news organizations in the world, you got people that's doing Internet based shows that have a presence of the White House. Right. You, you got people on cable networks. They all have a presence. They have their correspondent or correspondents who attend these meetings. They, they get to be known. It's a group, familiar faces. Most of them are going to roll with it because they know that they need access in order to get access to that paycheck. They know that. Now, if they were all independently wealthy, they could challenge the system 
and say bump bump Donald Trump and do what they think needs to be done. But when you got responsibilities, when you got children, when you got to pay for braces, when you got to pay for your mortgage, when your grandma, when your mother is sick and you're paying for her doctor bills, then you start to balance that out. You know, these are real people with real lives, real situations. So look for it. Donald Trump is whipping the media in line. I was so disappointed when I heard the clip. You'll hear it in just a couple of minutes when the brother from CNN was like going back and forth. What should have happened in that room is that they should have shown solidarity. See, that's the only way they can win against Donald Trump. That's the only way they can win against Donald Trump. The only way the media can win against Donald Trump is if they all band together. What should have happened in that room is that whatever his question was, the next journalist should have asked that question. And thereby, and then if Donald Trump says to the next journalist, listen, oh, you're going to ask the question from the dude who's giving us fake news? Boom. I'm not going to answer your question either. Then the next journalist should have asked that question. That's what should have happened. But it didn't happen. See, what should happen in a lot of cases doesn't really happen. And you know what? Every journalist in that room, I don't know them. I bet they all know it deep down inside. They should have had solidarity because if he can't kick them all out and if he can, let them do it. Let them kick them all out. And then you can. Hey, listen, he's probably going to have very few press conferences anyway. So you're not really going to miss anything. But to preserve that integrity, that that independence, that 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 autonomy, that I mean, to, to play that role as a pillar of our democracy, that's what should have happened. What that tells me is that there's no solidarity, there's no loyalty inside the White House press corps with the media. They should have backed each other up. That's what they should have did. Whatever that dude's question from CNN, it should have gotten answered. It should have gotten asked, should I say. The question should have been put out there. But, you know, I'm sure inside the White House press corps, it's like each man for himself. It's like, damn, man from CNN can't get there. Boom. Uh-huh. All right. I'm from uh, News One. Hey, I'll take your speak. That is deep. That is deep. Right in front of us. Did you see this? It's happening right in front of us. This is how you create a system of government that's kind of like a democracy. But it's kind of like an authoritative democracy, right? It's, it's kind of like authoritative rule. Because if you don't have freedom of the press, if the press can't challenge you and still get access, then, and again, who is Donald Trump to come in? So you're telling me that because he's president, and see, Republicans get like this whenever there's a Republican in the White House. This is how Republicans get. They start to feel like, he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Oh, no, 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 no. He He's the the emperor in chief. You know, they start running around legally trying to make arguments as to why their guy, right, why the Republican president deserves more power. And when it's with a Democrat, they do the opposite thing. Right. I mean, look at what happened with the governorship in North Carolina. The Republican lost. He stayed in office and tried to just, he tried to kick up some dirt 
but it didn't really happen in terms of, uh, you know, looking for fraud inside the election because there was none. Even Republicans inside his party told him to step down. He decided to take his sweet time when he finally did. His Republican buddies that are controlling the state legislator in North Carolina, they stripped the incoming Democrat uh, governor of a lot of power. And to that governor's credit, he said, bump, y'all, we're still going to expand Medicaid. Uh, Props to him for that. It's telling it's deep out here. It is deep. And what is fake news? If Fox News is not fake news, there is no fake news. And I don't like that term. You mean biased news, misleading news, salacious news. They are preying upon the lack of critical thinking ability in the American electorate. Like, I know the difference between it. I see some of the most salacious headlines that people post on Facebook. And I'm thinking, that's not a real site. That's a fake news site. But some people can't discern the difference. I mean, people on my friends list. I mean, who else could I see? These are people on my friends list, perhaps listeners. And I'm like, and people are posted with a question like, oh, did you see this? No, we didn't see this because that's fake news. It's wild how everything is just crazy. Uh, Alabama rep Mo Brooks. He went on a radio show, a talk show. He did an interview on Tuesday. And he was talking about the criticism of Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions. You know, a lot of people saying he's a racist. Jeff Sessions said one of the most unbelievable things I've ever heard in my life. And I don't know why more people didn't call him out. He said this during the first day of his Senate confirmation hearings. You know, they're trying to. uh, He is the attorney general designate designate. I believe that's what they say. The designate. Right. Anyway, he was responding to uh, some criticism and questions about his racial attitudes. Right. And he said, well, you know, I, I, I got a southern sounding name. A lot of people think if you got a southern thousand name, you are racist. That's what this man said. Do you know what that means? If he really believes that? He believes in this reverse racism nonsense. Like he's being, uh, people are discriminating against him because he has a Southern accent. The hell? As much as we love Southern food in this country, we're discriminating against him because he has a Southern accent. It's ridiculous. But he said this. In a Senate confirmation hearing. So what's funny, what's interesting, what is happening in front of us, there is a transformation happening in front of us where this country is getting dumber and dumber every single election cycle. Dumber and dumber. Losing the ability to critically think. Losing the ability to discern on the internet what is a, a, a credible news source, what's not a credible news source. Losing the ability to understand that, that despite your bias, that, 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 that there must be a balance in, in the information you take in. There are people out there that turn, and studies have backed this up, ratings back this up with Fox News. They're incredibly successful. But there are people who turn on Fox News and they leave it on Fox News all day, <laughs> all day. To me, it sounds like a death sentence, but uh, uh, for somebody else, I guess it's entertainment. I guess it's entertainment. 
Uh, good morning to you. Uh, currently 7.35 a.m. in the Queen City. I'm way overdue. I'm just talking and talking. I I mean, what is this, a talk show? I yeah, I hear him coming, too. I hear too. the chopper's coming. I hear the chopper's coming. This is the chopper! Such a pushy voice. I'll get to the choppers, damn it. Good morning. Let me back up here. I see, uh, let me go all the way up to the top. I see Pat's first inside the chop shop. Good morning, Pat. She writes, good morning, y'all. Ashley writes, good morning, chop shop. How you doing, Ashley? Good morning to you. Tiffany writes, morning, everyone. Good to see Tiffany back in the rotation. That's your one, two, and three inside the chop shop for today, Thursday, January 12th, 2017. There's an event tomorrow that's partially hosted by the good folks at uh, UC Health. I'll tell you all about it. Also, I'll give you the uh, updates, uh, everything that uh, needs to be discussed within the last 24 hours. Plus, I've got some very interesting audio. So Trump attacked CNN yesterday. And by attacking CNN, he showed a couple of things. See, that was a test. See, when people sometimes when people attack you in front of your homeboys, in front of your homegirls, that's a test of your loyalty. That's a test of your loyalty. And some people can perceive that and some people cannot. And last night, Donald Trump tested the loyalty of the White House press corps. And what he found out is that there is none. There is none. And what if the president holds a press conference and nobody shows up. How important is it? The second thing is that you want to be able to ask the question, uh, the, the president questions about policy or whatever's going on. But after that moment, Kellyanne Conway, and again, she takes heat everywhere. She goes everywhere. She takes on the comics. She takes on the early morning people. Everybody thought she was a laughing stock when she came on as his campaign manager, right? It was late in the campaign. Everybody thought, oh, he just got a woman to soften the blow. And I, I think Kellyanne Conway, what comes out of her mouth, like the substance, I mean, she's a straight up shill. She's a hired media gun and she's damn good at it. She takes on everybody. Uh, she took on Rachel Maddow. She takes on everybody. She does the early morning, the midday. She does the radio station. She does it all. And she went toe-to-toe with Anderson Cooper. They got in a heated back and forth over the CNN report, right? As you can imagine, Anderson Cooper, he's on CNN. So you know he had to step up, stand up for his peoples. And I don't mean his gay peoples. I mean his peoples right over at CNN. Make sure you understand. And Kellyanne Conway, I mean, she got into it with him. She told him, among other things, that, you know, you're feeling the heat. Feeling the heat. Your man is trying. Listen, the president is trying to. To reorder his relationship with the media. He only wants positive press. He said that the claims, these media claims that Russia has some dirt on him is fake news. Okay, he can say that. But is it really? 
And so what you see is like when Donald Trump says, hey, this is fake news. He's expecting for the White House press corps and the media to step in line. Do what you're told. Pick up on this. Pick up on this. Uh, As you can see, we don't really want to talk about this. Stop bringing it up. I'm going to play just a little bit of that clip for you. It can be kind of lengthy. And then I'll post a link inside the chop shop uh, and or uh, in the um, the the benchmarks, the bookmarks for today's show, today's podcast. You check it out for yourself. I think it's ridiculous. Again, I saw the video many times. That reporter did nothing wrong. That's what you want from media. Media should challenge the status quo. Check this out. With what CNN reported, and I was surprised by that because he said BuzzFeed and CNN made the decision to run with the unsubstantiated claim. That's simply not true. I mean, what CNN said is that CNN is not reporting on details of that memo as it has not independently corroborated the specific allegations. Do you acknowledge here and now that CNN did not release the 35-page unsubstantiated claims against Donald Trump and it was misleading and untrue for Sean Spicer to suggest otherwise? No, our incoming press secretary, Sean Spicer, was exactly right, as was the president-elect Anderson. CNN went first yesterday and BuzzFeed went second. We didn't report what BuzzFeed reported. I didn't say that you did, but you linked to it in your story. Let me just tell you, Anderson, let's back up. I know CNN must be feeling the heat today of having a headline yesterday at around 6.30 p.m. that said, quote, Intel chiefs presented Trump with information that Russia could compromise. Russia had information to uh, compromise him. That is just false. And as you saw through NBC News reports today, tweets from people at Politico, no friend of Donald Trump, uh, and a lot of, frankly, a lot of outlets, print and electronic outlets, so reluctant and hesitant to go forward with anything close Listen to what CNN or BuzzFeed did. Critical. I know you uh, again, want to distance yourself from BuzzFeed, but Buzz, you went first. But no, you're I'm conflating nothing. I just know what CNN did. Anderson, you know, you're a responsible journalist. You've gone all over the world. You're widely respected. What's inaccurate about what CNN reported? Oh, my goodness. The whole headline. You go read the entire story Four bylines and a story that's just not true that the president elect was presented with this information that it was appended in a two page document to the briefing. Uh, NBC has said it was not. Other people have said it was NBC has said now receiving NBC has said it was not verbally presented and CNN never said it was verbally presented. In fact, we said CNN in their reporting based on multiple sources said we don't know if it was verbally presented. What CNN said was, and I quote, Classified documents presented last week to President Obama and President-elect Trump included allegations that Russian operatives claimed to have compromising personal and financial information about Mr. Trump. Multiple U.S. officials with direct knowledge of the briefings tell CNN. Anderson, your sources are not correct. And the fact is so that you're saying I, I in that intelligence, you me, you're saying you, in that intelligence briefing, there was no information in any of the documents uh, that's, uh, the, uh, of that two page summary. So two things on that. Number one, we don't discuss the classified information that is presented in intelligence briefings. Well, you just That's said it wasn't why they're true. closed door. Excuse me, but, but Anderson, if you just if you want me to talk, I know CNN is feeling the heat today. Uh, but I, I think was you guys are feeling the heat. enough to come on and discuss it. We feel it. What heat do we feel that that you've got this raw information, the, this complete ridiculous fake news? Actually, it's just fake. It's, it's not actually even been news. backed up by not only multiple words. sources, but no, but other news agencies, New York Times, okay, Washington. Well, Anderson, just, I'm, I'm surprised you just argue with me. It hasn't been. It has not been backed up by credible news sources. And you know as well as I do that these rumors were running around for months. Every news outlet was chasing these rumors we're for not months talk, and we're decided not, reporting rumors. not to. 
Anderson, because CNN went first and had this breathless report, you know, everybody said it was a bombshell, earth-shattering report last night. We didn't say it was Busty a bombshell. then went ahead. But yes, he did. It, yes, he did. It says right here, Intel chiefs presented Trump with claims of Russian effort to compromise him. Where's That's the word not bombshell? That's true. Your, your, headline is, your headline is wrong. Well, then then, uh, then Seth, Meyer, Seth Meyer said that he confronted me on the bombshell. None of it is true. Well, and I, I think I'm sorry a day Seth later, can you, you tell me that you would, can you tell me, would you run the same story today, knowing what you know, everything that's happened? Because absolutely. Dean, Dean you, <laughs> you absolutely? wow, because the executive editor of the New York Times said they saw this information and they were talking they about the BuzzFeed story. They They're talking about the BuzzFeed story. And so are story. you. You linked to the... No, why we, do you we, link to we the BuzzFeed story we, in your we report? Said, we, we said we cannot corroborate. We're not reporting what they why released. Why even link it? Fact, you can't corroborate it. Why you Anderson Cooper is telling the truth. Of what BuzzFeed has done. If you couldn't corroborate it, why would you even link to it? Why are you linking to fake we, news? We did why not are you link to, to it. Stuff? You know the Michael Cohen. You know the Michael Cohen who is mentioned in that report is not the Michael Cohen who works in the Trump organization. This Michael, we Cohen, never Michael said he Cohen, was. Cohen, has never been. You're linking to the BuzzFeed report. You We're guys not linking to the BuzzFeed updated. report. It's, it's mentioned in here. I'm looking at the updated CNN report. I read it right before we came on air. And, and well, absolutely, you know, people are going I, I, to. Why did you why did you run a story? Why run a story? Uh, based on anonymous sourcing that now has been rebutted about a two-page appendix uh, that so you're saying not, there was no true. you're saying that there was no two-page summary that was included in briefing materials the president-elect was asked that question today you should refer to his answer but I will tell you well no well, you can answer lower it. level he said he said he, no I wasn't in the briefing Okay, so you can't say whether or not Here the, the double you're saying it's not she's true, but you're saying also... What you did the president-elect say today when he was asked? I don't know. You tell me. Well, then you didn't pay attention to the, you I, didn't pay just, attention to the press conference. You're, you're relying on CNN, on verified sources. Actually, I just watched the press conference. I just don't want to misquote the president-elect. I assume you know what the president-elect said today. I sure do. And he I said he doesn't want to talk I about. I doubt learn it on he CNN. Said, he said he doesn't want to talk about. He won't talk about what happened in intelligence briefings. But right. if, he if shouldn't. It, That's, it's called right. an intelligence briefing. Anderson, are you comfortable that. But if this didn't happen in an intelligence, intelligence briefing, quote, then you can talk about it. If, if this are wasn't you, part of the briefing. If this wasn't part of. I'm sorry were, to talk were over you're you. For, were you for journalists in the intelligence briefing? Were the officials who leaked to the media in the intelligence briefing? Okay. No, no, no. So no, on the one no, hand, right, but, but so intelligence on, officials in what, the briefing. Kellyanne Conway is claiming that there was no hand, saying, addendum to this is intelligence inaccurate. briefing. On the other hand, you're saying you don't know if it was in the intelligence briefing, and you exactly. can't say even if you did know, right? I can tell you that credible news uh, reports today say that it was not in there. An the NBC News report based on one source. An NBC News report based on one and, and source. And what is yours based on? Multiple sources actually, you, in the New York are, Times and, uh, and the Wall Street Journal as well say that. No, excuse me. It was you going know on? who the person who put this 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 is the mouthpiece for Donald Trump. Right? I mean, a really we're trained ear. We're not reporting that raw material. We're not reporting that this person, we're not basing our reporting on what this person did. Of course, it was opposition research. CNN is not BuzzFeed. I just wish you guys would acknowledge and just be straight. Okay, let me stop it right there for a second, because what's happening right here are so many rhetorical devices that are being employed. That's why I love a good aggressive debate. And this is, has some classic elements. Kellyanne Conway is <coughs> very obvious to me, talking in circles. Anderson Cooper is trying to get to the facts and she's talking in circles. On one hand, she says that it was wrong for CNN to in any way report whether they had sources or not 
on the fact that BuzzFeed reported that as a part of the briefing, there was an addendum of two pages. And in that addendum, the intelligence community, the IC, as it's referred to, I learned this morning, the IC, intelligence community, the IC also found some information that perhaps they that the Russians had some dirt on the president, both financial and personal. Okay, that's what news does. There's a difference between reporting saying, listen, we absolutely can confirm that this is true and reporting that through some sources that, hey, listen, none of this is corroborated. So take it for what it is. This may have been included in the intelligence briefing. Kellyanne Conway says, nah, that wasn't a part of the intelligence briefing. Then she goes on to say, we can't talk about what's in the intelligence briefings. Anderson come back. Anderson Cooper comes back and says, listen, if it's not a part of the intelligence briefings, then you can talk about it. <laughs> right. I mean, are you listening to this? Can you hear this? Why politically it makes sense for you to link CNN with what BuzzFeed did. But as Jake Tapper has repeatedly said on the air, he doesn't approve. He's one of the reporters on this. He think it's unfair. But now that it's out there, CNN's all too happy to refer to it, aren't you? We're not reporting it. No, we've mentioned none of it on the air. We have not talked about any details on the air. It's on your website. But anyway, it's on CNN.com. But here's the thing. Now it'll get lots of clicks. Here's the the thing. I I encourage people to go online. CNN and BuzzFeed BuzzFeed have a lot in common. You both were uh, absolutely convinced and told all of your viewers that Hillary Clinton was going to win this election. That's why. Why is that relevant? You can't stick to what we're talking about now. Oh, okay. no, no, no. This is what we're talking about, because the excitement, the the fury about hacking How much money to is Donald Trump after the election Kelly results were neither what was expected or desired by CNN, President Obama, Hillary Clinton and the whole crew. You- OK, Okay, we got the gist of it. You can I'll, I'll post a link. You can check it out for yourself. That is deep. Very interesting. You know me. I love a good debate. I love it. Love it. Very interesting. What do you think? I think there's something there. I don't think that it would that any news organization in this era dealing with Donald Trump would report something like that unless they had some evidence, some type of credible credible link. That's what I think. But Donald Trump is whipping the media in line. If you're MSNBC, you're thinking, damn, I'm glad that's not me. Yeah, we want to make sure we maintain our access. It's all about the access. You get access to the White House. You get access to that paycheck. You know what I'm saying? You get access to the lifestyle you made for yourself. I understand it. But there is an assault on the media. There is an assault on the media. And all of the media right now, if you listen to Republican media, they're like, nah, 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 nah. we won. Yeah. They're happy. They're giddy. Nathan Ivey, currently 7.51 a.m. in the Queen City. This is the Nathan Ivey Show. On the other side, more updates about local city council and mayoral elections. Did you hear the latest? Did you hear what Yvette Simpson did? If not, I'll tell you in just a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. <laughs> See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Thank my mommy for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking, taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Cincinnati, y'all need natty. Back up in the motherfucking house, calling all revolutionaries. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Currently 7.53 a.m. in the Queen City. The Nathan Ivey Show is sponsored by UC Health. UC Health, Cincinnati's only academic health system. And tomorrow, the event begins at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. UC Health and the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine cordially invite you to the 44th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration Ceremony. Remember, Dr. King once said, of all the forms of inequality, injustice in healthcare is the most shocking and inhumane. Your keynote will be the Honorable Fanon Rucker. You can park in the Eaton Garage. Also, uh, Pastor uh, Ennis Tate, uh, Kyla Woods will be there. Uh, University of Cincinnati African American Cultural and Resource Center Choir. The Rockdale Academy Choir. If you know you want to attend, RSVP Linda. Linda.com is C-O-N-N. Linda.C-O-N-N at UCHealth.com. Nathan Ivey. Doing my best to make the community a better place, one flow at a time. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Good morning. Here's my number, 513-873-7134. Uh, who shall be our first caller for today? 
Hopefully, John's going to get that phone taken care of. John's always welcome. His phone is not. His phone is not welcome. I put a few, I put a few things out there on the table already. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, and while your thoughts are percolating, I want to bring this to your attention. I'm reading is being reported by thegrio.com this morning that officers are more reluctant to use force and to make stops. You believe that? Are officers more reluctant to use force and to make stops? Uh, sorry about that. Yes, you can hear me moving the microphone. And the reason why the Pew Research Center, I respect them, actually. They questioned at least 8,000 officers from departments with at least 100 officers between May 19th and August 14th of last year. And most of the polling was done ahead of the fatal shootings of the five officers in Dallas and then three officers in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And it's being called the Ferguson effect. Now, there's a lot of people like Ben Carson. I've heard Ben Carson use that term, the Ferguson effect. I've heard uh, people like Sheriff Clark. I've heard him use that term, the Ferguson effect. The Ferguson effect is the effect that it had not on the people. It's, it's not about the people that lived in the neighborhood where Michael Brown's body laid in the street for hours. Not the children of Ferguson. No, no, it's the effect that Ferguson had on officers. The effect that Ferguson had on the officers. That's the sound of the police. And what they found in the Ferguson effect basically means like because of the way that the media and the, the reacted, and really it's about the media, because you can't get mad at black people because they don't want white police officers to kill their neighbors and then leave their bodies in the streets for hours and then to roll in with tear gas like 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 it's like it's some third world nation. And they've been sent in by some despot dictator to quell the locals. You can't get mad at the people because they react to that. So what's about the media? I'm telling you, some of these officers, man, what's the saying? How's it go? The officers on the beat go, wah, wah, wah. I mean, stop whining. Damn it. You got a gun and mace. But it's called the Ferguson effect. And basically, it's, 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 it's an excuse as to why officers are backing off. Because of the fear that their actions will be questioned after the fact. What, how, how damn selfish and narcissistic is that? Number one, that the, that that term, the Ferguson effect will be used to explain away the blue flu. And this is nothing new. Officers, they don't get their way. They start whining. They don't want to do their jobs anymore. We're not going to protect the streets and you need us more than we need you. We've seen it even here in Cincinnati. It's amazing that law enforcement is allowed to get away with that. If you don't want to do your job, then don't get a paycheck. Give it up, period. But the nonpartisan Pew Research Center, what they found is that there is significant fear among police about their safety. And also about carrying out some of the everyday acts of policing, like stopping people and dealing with protesters and 
dealing with these niggas, dealing with your cousin and them, dealing with your crazy cousin Rico and them, Pookie Ray Ray, little man, little big big, Boo, all them, Snooky, all them, your crazy ass uncles, your wild ass aunties. I'm just going off. That's who they. That's what they got to deal with every single day. And from what they're finding is that the officers are afraid. Here's what they found. Here's some of the key findings. You might find this interesting. And if you're just tuning in, I'm talking about a a study that was recently done. It was done last year by the nonpartisan Pew Resource Center. That's why I like the Pew Resource Center, because they are nonpartisan. They questioned at least 8,000 officers from departments with at least 100 officers. And they, they wanted to get their thoughts on, on several things. And here's some of the key findings. I'm going to reach out to, um, to someone over there to see if we can get someone to, to talk with us directly about it. But what they found is that 86% of officers said that fatal encounters between blacks and police have made policing more difficult. said that they're more concerned about safety now. Again, this was done before the tragic shootings of officers in Dallas and Baton Rouge. So just kind of keep that in mind as you're processing what I'm telling you. 76% said that they're more reluctant to use force when appropriate. 75% said interactions between police and blacks have become more tense. Well, who's making it more tense? I mean, you're the one with the gun. 72 of the respondents in this particular study said that they or their colleagues are more reluctant to stop and question people who seem suspicious. And they're calling it the Ferguson effect. Now, remember, Ferguson has been so many instances, incidents, but we got to go back to 2014. A white officer in Ferguson, Missouri, he shot and killed Michael Brown. And it set off a movement. And it it basically, in terms of talk radio, in terms of, you know, urban talk radio, black talk radio, it definitely set off, set off a nerve. It definitely did. I remember having numerous conversations about it. You know, we talked about it in real time. One morning, three years ago. And remember his body just laid out there and it was all this conversation about whether he had just robbed some kind of a grocery store or that was a grocery store. It was like one of these like little quickie marks, you know, like a little convenience store, a little convenience stop. You walk in there. They don't sell nothing in there that's good for you. But, you know, you want to you got your little addictions. That's where you go. It should be called addiction mark because that's all they do is feed your addiction in some of these little places. They got cigarettes. They got tobacco. They got sugar in various forms. Whatever your candy de jour is, you can get it. Feed your sugar addiction. Hey, if you like to drink your sugar, we got all of the pops and confections, liquid confections you could ever want. Oh, 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 you got a gambling addiction? We got your scratch-offs, too. We can feed that, too. Oh, you got a sit-on-the-couch addiction? The man outside is selling our uh, movies. $5 a pop, two for eight. 
Some of these places, man, they don't sell anything good for you. I'm just going off, but I mean, it is a Nathan Ivy show. It is a talk show. So apparently he was leaving someplace like that, Michael Brown. And remember with this officer, see, sometimes I feel it's my role to make sure that we don't forget. Let's not forget Michael Brown. Let's not forget what the officer said in his own testimony that, you know, he felt like basically he was in the hands of Hulk Hogan. And he shot this man from like many feet away. He claimed to turn. Now, what person? And see, I challenge this then and I challenge it again. I'm, I'm not satisfied. I'm not comfortable with the idea that Michael Brown, a man who up to that point, and again, I'm not aware of it, had no issues with mental illness whatsoever, but he's going to get into it with a white police officer who is armed. A white police officer who, if you believe the testimony of the police officer and Michael Brown's friend, got into a physical altercation with Michael Brown. So you telling me Michael Brown is going to run away from this dude and then turn around and charge him like he's in some kind of damn video game? I don't believe it. And I never will. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But uh, the officer involved, he, uh, he got a lot of money from the friends and people out there to support law enforcement. He got a lot of money. He got paid. Let's not forget it. But let me go back to this. So here's what I gather. What I gather from this Pew Research uh, study that's giving us an inside viewpoint, and I think this is very valuable, by the way. This is very valuable. More people should be talking about this today. This is very valuable information because I want to know what law enforcement is thinking. You know, I want to know what law enforcement is thinking. I want to know their honest thoughts. I prefer somebody come on here and tell me straight up, like, Nate, I feel like black people out to get me rather than come on the show and run around in circles and waste my time and waste your time. I want to get straight to the drama. I'd rather get straight to the drama. But here's what I'm getting from this particular Pew Research. And again, I'll post a link so you can check it out for yourself. Is that Black Lives Matter? is having an effect. (laughs) That's what I get from it. Very simple. Bravo to Black Lives Matter. You're actually having an effect. Bravo. Because that's what these officers are referring to. Like white officers have been killing black citizens for a long time. This ain't new. The only thing that's new is that now you got people who aren't afraid to show their faces. They're unafraid to confront you in the streets. They're not afraid to shut stuff down and get arrested. They're not afraid to challenge politicians in different cities. They're not afraid to get on cable news and and go toe-to-toe with you. They're not afraid to raise these issues and questions and challenge the way, the the very language that we use in terms of uh, police-involved shootings. And I love it. Props to them. And that's the point of Black Lives Matter. You want the police to pay attention. 76% said they are more reluctant to use force when appropriate, which tells me that they're probably using force when they're actually supposed to be using force. Because, you know, I think some of these dudes go off. 
And they use force when it's really not necessary. I've seen videos. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen people get slung around, maced, pressed against the down on the floor, pressed against walls. You know, you can see these videos. I've seen a young girl get slammed by the ROC officer. That officer should have his ass whooped. That's number one. That girl's fathers and uncles should whoop his ass. Okay, as a man, not as an officer. And that's how that's the right that I think that any relative has when you feel like like one of your minors, like one of your children has been abused by another adult. If the man next door slam your child, the man next door deserves to have his ass whooped, period. That's what I mean by that. As a professional, he should never work inside a school building ever again. You don't have to slam somebody's baby. You don't have to do that. Just tase them. Just tase them. Maybe what we should have are like mini tasers where the vault is more in line to discipline or deal with the bodies of high schoolers. So there it is. I've solved another problem. There it is. <laughs> Very simple. Here's my number again. 513-873-7134. Black Lives Matter is actually making a difference. Is actually making a difference. These officers are thinking first. And that's what you want them to do. You want them to think like, well, do I really have to tase this man? No. And see, I don't really care whether the reason why an officer decides to not use lethal force or to use serious force. You know, I don't really care what his reasons is, whether his reasons is because it's just not the right thing to do or his reasons is I don't want to have to deal with black lives matter. What difference does it make to that potential victim? Makes no difference. Makes no difference. 72% 72% said that they or their colleagues are more reluctant to stop and question people who seem suspicious. So that means that maybe some of these officers are thinking twice before they stop and frisk. Stop and frisk is just a name that's been given to the actions of police for a long time. The police been stopping and frisking particular individuals in certain neighborhoods. Hey, they've been doing it for years. Ain't nothing new. It's just that up in New York, they try to give it a name and call it and make it official policy. But it's still happening. So what that tells me is Black Lives Matter is having an impact that perhaps they are impacting the way officers are really interacting with citizens, you know, all over the country. And to me, I'd say that was the point. That was the point. That's the point of Black Lives Matter. You want these officers to be on notice. You want them to feel like, hey, if I kill this citizen, I might be all over the news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is the Chopper! Uh, let's get back to the Choppers then. Chris Rice, a good morning, Choppers. Kellen Rice, a good morning, Shop Shop. Jebber Rice, good morning. I got to catch up. Uh, Sarithi Rice, good morning. I, write, I love to read the good morning. It's my favorite part of the show. Don't take this from me. Junior Rice, good morning, family. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Sarithia. She got the Alf rolling. Dale Rice, what's up? And good morning, Choppers. Fame writes, good morning, famous here. And today my semi-biographical book goes in print. A black farmer and rifle hunter tries to acclimate his city-centric wife to rural life. It's called Buckshots and Backshots. See, there you go. Carlene writes, good morning to all the choppers. Good morning, Carlene. Yes, I am talking to Carlene. 
I see you, Carlene. Good morning. I appreciate you. Uh, Kelly writes, good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Kelly. Uh, Carlene writes, fame sounds like a good read. (laughs) Billy writes, good morning, family. Get to the money. Chopping up the like button, chopper style. Thank you very much for that, Billy. Craig writes, what's up, Nathan and the Choppers? Good morning, Craig. Jane writes, good morning, Nathan and the Choppers. I want to remind you, if you ever want to deliver a flow, if you ever have a question that you want to put out there uh, to the choppers, uh, to the audience, you can go straight to my website, NathanIvy.com. You can do this night or day. Now, one thing you're going to have to do if you want to use this particular feature of my website, because on my website, you have the ability to leave a voice message for me up to 90 seconds, which is, you know, that's like 150 characters in Twitter, right? And you can do it straight on my website, NathanIvy.com. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. If you go to my website right now, and I set my website up for this because, um, well, again, some people use it, some people don't. I mean, I've gotten a few messages. Some I, I haven't actually played, actually, but I have received your messages. I do want to acknowledge that. Hey, whoever's on the line, stay on the line. I'll get to you in just one second. But go to NathanIvy.com right now. On the right-hand side, you're going to see a little tab. And that tab, it looks like uh, if you click on that tab and you follow the instructions, then you can leave a voice message for me straight on your phone. Okay. And as soon as you leave the message, I'll get a notification to my phone, like uh, in terms of an email from that particular app. But you can download it. It's free. It's called SpeakPipe. You know, yeah, you might want to use it. It's called SpeakPipe. And I love sharing various applications that allow me to do what I do online. Uh, I love to share share that and help other people grow what they're growing as well. But yeah, it's called SpeakPipe. And if you don't have the app, you can download it. I have it on my phone. My wife has it. I know a lot of people that have it. It will not mess with your phone at all. It'll download in like, I say a minute tops. For me, it was pretty quick, like less than 30 seconds. And then once you do that, you can leave me a voice message. And then I can take that and play it on the show. So for instance, if you got a question you want to put out there, maybe it's a question of the week, feel free to use it. Feel free to use it. Uh, Kush is telling me to check the date of today's show. I could be way off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Appreciate that, Kush. Let me check that out right now. All right. Uh, I'm looking. I don't see anything that's a problem. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey, I'm still getting acclimated. Thank you for that, Kush. I appreciate it, brother. Boom. Boom. There it is. Appreciate that. Uh, good looking. Oh, man. Hmm. Got a decision to make. Well, we'll take care of that later. I'll tell you what, though. Let's take a phone call, shall we? Shall we do that? You want to get to the phone calls? Donald Trump is whipping the media in line in front of us. It is amazing to watch it. You've got the capacity to understand what you're seeing and also the time to actually view it. Take that time. We are learning. He is whipping this country, the media, into shape. This is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Maybe not, actually, right? But enough of me, more of you. Let's go straight to the phones and welcome in the first call for today. Caller, good morning and welcome. How are you? What's up, what's up? It's all good. I read the headline of your show, President Goes Pork. Oh, media, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hard as a mother. Was, he went hard as a mother. Hilarious. Yeah, ham stands for hard as a mother. Thing, 
It showed one thing. It showed one thing that Obama a weak ass man, don't it? I mean, why are you so fascinated with Obama's weakness? You should be worried about your own manhood. You should be worried about your own manhood. I think you should be worried about your own manhood. Well, you're docking Trump's manhood right now. You're running in your headline. Okay, I understand. Trump, Trump a white guy billionaire, so you're going to jock him. You don't want to say nothing bad. All right, let's move on, brother. You sound ridiculous. Hey, but I'm that's not ridiculous. unusual for you, it's Black Lion. That ain't ridiculous. You were just giving him all kind of credit for, for speaking out, for saying something, which that weak-ass half a black man wouldn't do. You know, TV cried last time we saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you goofy as hell, man. Let's move on. Sometimes I get this hard. image of you in a room by yourself just saying, just trying this stuff out. <laughs> but go ahead, brother. You, you, you wasted so goofy two, ass. Votes, you wasted two of them for a weak ass brother. Let's move on, bro. I hear you talking about Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah, I did mention them, yeah. And you believe that it's working, right? I believe that the police are paying attention to it, absolutely, yeah. I believe, Don't I you? believe you kind of blind to the fact of the reality of the matter. I believe that those AR-15 hot-ass rounds changing their mind. Them brothers walking up to that police car dumping with 45 shells in on them. That matters. Not yeah, but I, again, I don't know if you missed it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely that's going to have an impact on anybody, man. But I think you missed the part when I told you. I was speaking about a study that was done, and they did that before the shootings in Baton Rouge and in Dallas. So I'm with you, though. I think that, yeah, that's going to catch attention. But this particular poll and the people that's responded to it, hold on, I'm talking. This particular poll and the people that's responded to it, they did that beforehand. So just mix that into yeah, okay. your flow. Go ahead. Sure, bro. Sure, bro. Sure they did. Sure they did. Um, you know how white folks back in the day, well, you don't know because you wasn't around, you weren't born. But back in the day, white men would jump in the truck. Well, neither were you. And then, well, I was born in the 60s. Um, anyway, Damn, you, oh, damn you. you was uh, born in the 60s, brother, huh? White boys, white boys would pull up in trucks and beat the hell out of the first brother they saw. You knew that, right? Yeah, hang them up, string them, kill them. Early you know 60s, mid 60s, or late 60s? Well, I'm through the 60s, bro. No, I'm I said, when were you born? Early 60s, mid, or late bro, 60s? Bro, you tagged in the focus, bro. Could you address my point that I'm making? I mean, can you address my question? I didn't I didn't ask oh, it goodness. for no reason. The question is irrelevant. It's some sidebar stuff. Oh, right? it's it's very relevant. I'm trying to get a sense of how much of the sixties you actually were around to experience, which is very relevant to what you're talking about. No, it's not, brother. So answer the I mean, question. Were you born in the mid, the early sixties, the mid sixties, or the late sixties? I was born under is irrelevant. I didn't ask you no, what I didn't ask you what hold on. I didn't ask point. you what your sign was. I asked you, were you born, what era of the 60s were you born in? Why is that so hard? Bro, because it takes away from the point that that I'm trying to make. Yeah, but you got plenty of time. You got plenty. Listen, listen. Don't worry about time, brother. You got the time. Go right ahead. I want to hear your point. But I want to know whether you're qualified enough to tell me about the 60s. 
That's what I want to know. So were you born in the it's early like, 60s, like, mid or late? Trump, Damn. Trump's wife on the phone. Hey, bro, can I just make my point? Listen, you can say the white woman jokes because that ain't going to save you. I'll tell you, for the first time hey, in your bro, life, you're talking to a real man. Period. And it's hard for you to deal with it. But this is good for you, B. Can I get my point It's good for me, too. You can, but can you answer my question? I'm adamant about that. I'm adamant about that. Can you answer my question? Why is it so difficult? Do you not want to reveal? Are you vain or something? Do you not want to reveal your age? Brother, can I make my point? Well, can you answer this question? I told you when I was born. I was born in the 60s. Listen, if this is going to work... If this is going to work, that means that when you ask me questions, I answer. And when I ask you questions, then you answer. When I ask you questions, you ask another All I care about is what we're talking about right now. Don't talk about these other conversations. They don't really matter, B. What's wrong with you? Just say, are you vain or something? I can understand that. There's a lot of men that's vain about their age. So I'll leave it like that. You vain about your age. Okay, you born in the 60s. Go ahead. Okay, well, in the 60s, You're welcome. white folks would get out of a truck and beat the hell out of the nearest black person they would see, bro. You know that, right? You're aware of that? Hang on, string them up, do whatever they do to them, right? Did you ever see you this with my, your own eyes? You know you know the reason white folks stopped doing that? They didn't do it because Martin Luther King marched up the street. You know why? They did it because brothers started whooping their ass, bro. Started beating the hell out of white boys. Once upon a time in the 60s, in Lincoln's air time when he was a teenager running around, he couldn't go past... Fire and liberty after a certain time because the white boys are beating up. So, what's your point in all of this? Kicking the hell out of white folks' ass, that's stop, bro. You go wherever you want to go. Wherever you want to go. My point is you ain't kicking no ass. Man, get out of here. You ain't whooping nobody's ass. You ain't whooping no white boy's ass. You will get your ass beat up. You out of shape. You wind it. Man, police, stop acting like you something that you not, B. I keep telling you, I'm not having that. You'll get the hell beat out of you. Get out of here. Man, leave these white people, leave these white boys out here alone. They're going to beat the hell out of you, B. You ain't whooping no white boy's ass at all. Quit talking that nonsense. You talk all that super crunchy stuff. And when I was down there in front of the courthouse, your ass stayed on the curb. You wouldn't even get off the curb. I'm down here with my daughter, which I completely understood and respected. I left it alone. But don't act like you brand new, man. Stop it. Anything else? Get the hell out of here, bro. You can tell a fake lie all you like. But... Like I said, listen, I, said, I don't I remember your anything. nonsense enough to remember a lie. So if I'm telling the same story over and over again, it's got to be the truth, bro. You scared bro. Yeah, you're right. Because I don't believe in half the stuff you say, man. I don't have to believe what you say. What am I, your puppet? Please. But go right ahead, sir. I want to give you the final. Okay. Can I give I you the final word? White woman in you. You got Here you go. Now I got white women in me. Okay, okay. Anything else, man? You're so predictable with this nonsense. Let's move on. I agree with that. Now, finally, we agree. Go right ahead. No, that's called a real man moment. So you dealing, you you used to dealing with these weeks. I told you this years ago. For the first time in a long time, when you talk to me, you talking to a real man. Period. You don't need to find it. You don't need to find it. But go right ahead, sir. I want to give you the final word. Girlfriend, bro. Keep it real. You ain't no strong black man. Keep it real. Ain't no strong black man standing in line jocking another man. Get out of here, bro. Okay. 
Okay. Anything else, <laughs> B? Man who ain't gonna do jack for you. There ain't no real black man standing in line supporting a, a child that fell out of a white woman's vagina. Ain't nobody doing that, bro. Not real brothers. Now you get them those single parent brothers who had a single mom at home all eight days. You get them standing in line voting for the nigga. Oh, so now you want to attack the, Now you want to attack brothers that, that was brought up in a single parent household by a female, huh? Yeah, you sound like a damn fool. Anything else? They emotionally detached, bro. They psychologically weak. Every one of them. You, you check it. So what's your excuse then? Is your mama to send you to school to get a degree? So, so B, work for a white boy. You talk quite long <laughs> enough. Can you answer a couple questions? B, let me ask you a question. Was your father in your life? Yes. Okay. So what's your excuse then? Because you weak as hell, <laughs> and you had a father. I had a problem. You don't see me standing there. Because you weak as hell, and you I'm listen. You taking me out of my lane, man. Dealing with you your nonsense. Never seen me doing that, bro. You let me tell you. Never seen me already on big enough. You weak as hell, and you had a father. So there goes that theory. Anything else, sir? Never heard me on the radio, big enough gays, bro. That's your job. That's a weak ass brother's job. Because you ain't got nothing else to big up but this homosexual activity. I dig it. You, you, you admire them. You want to be one of them. I dig it. All right, Come B. On, bro. Did you get it in, man? Make you feel better to insult me? I'm getting it all in, bro. I'm all right, brother. Every time I call you, bro, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, take it easy, B. We'll, 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 we'll pick it back up again tomorrow. I'm all good with it. And I call that lying, Tammy. See, I just my my theory is to be as real as possible with, <laughs> with Black Lion. I just keep it real with him. Come out out here whooping white boys, please. He ain't doing none of that. I don't see it. Don't let Black Lion fool you now. It sounds great. Like when I first heard it, oh man, it was funny as hell. And it still is. I love the routine, but it's all it's only a routine. Get out of here, man. I seen it, man. How are you gonna be do you gonna whoop the white boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did Killer Mike say about all this super tough talk? You don't grow no food. You don't You don't got no weapons. If you do, you don't have enough. You have no infrastructure whatsoever. So it is what it is, man. Uh, hopefully you found that entertaining, because I did. Uh, that line is now available, 513-873-7134. Again, Brother Kush, thank you for that. I ain't perfect. I said that the show, the flow was superlative. I ain't perfect. Dell writes, uh, sad to say that Cranley will probably be reelected. He's an incumbent. He's well connected. He's got black support in the city that's nearly half black, African-American. And he's come through in a majority of campaign promises. Yeah. But again, anytime you're in a race, you got a shot. Remember that. Anytime you're in the race, you got a shot. You got a puncher's chance. Kush writes, uh, good morning, Pam. Monique writes, morning, y'all. It's beautiful to be awakened. Have a great day. I'm with you on that, Monique. Pam writes, hey, Kush. Jerrica's in here. I'm noticing that. She writes, good morning, beautiful people. Lawrence writes, uh, good morning, all. Since he Tigers writes, Republicans started last night, the beginning stages of repealing the Affordable Care Act voted at 1.30 a.m. I hate that they pull these stunts while most of us are asleep. Well, hey, you know, now it's morning hours and uh, uh, still a lot of people in America are asleep. And they're just zombies walking through their day. 
just walking through their day, just consuming whatever they, whatever thought somebody else has gets pushed into their head. They run with it. Yeah, the Republicans are very serious uh, about uh, repealing Obamacare because they have to. If they do not repeal Obamacare, then a lot of those middle of the road Republicans, they will either not step out in elections, uh, the, the midterm elections, or they'll take it out and vote Republican or independent somewhere else. So look for it. What I think is going to happen, just knowing the Republicans and what I see so far, is that they're going to repeal it and basically it's going to be Obamacare, but they're going to call it Trump care or it'll be Ryan care or something like that. But essentially it'll be just like the affordable care act with a few changes. Angela writes, man, the media is suffering from jellyfish spine. Did y'all hear that conversation I just had with that man? So disrespectful. It's damn near like Willie Lynch. You know what I'm saying? It's like brothers attacking brothers. But hey, you know, it's only so much I can take. I had to let him have it just a little bit. Since he Tigers writes, Trump refuses questions from CNN, but takes questions from Breitbart. It was nasty, bullish and inappropriate. Exactly. Like <laughs> since he Tigers just killed it. You refuse questions from CNN, but you take questions from Breitbart. Your chief of staff was a chief orchestrator of fake news during the election. All this stuff about fake news is really an attempt to control the news. That's all it is, ladies and gentlemen. Smart people know this to be true. Kiki writes, I read Mr. Iviana Choppers in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lips. Checking in on my way to a meeting. Have a great and wonderful day, loves. One love. I don't care what nobody say, and I think this particular song is underrated, but that One Love by Nas, one of his best songs of all time. Great beat. It was a combination of a great beat, a great narrative. Fame up right, so that's part of journalism. You have to massage your subjects. I hated doing that. I didn't understand why I couldn't talk ish about you in the newspaper if it was all proven fact, and you refused to grant me an interview. Be a man about it. Craig writes, I'm sick of the media acting like a bunch of busters for Trump. Trump won this campaign off of fake news. F him. Someday soon, pictures will pop off or pop up off his scandals. There will be proof of this sideshow celebrity apprentice fraudulent fake ass president. Damn. Did you hear at the end of the press conference? He said he made a little joke. See, there were so many ridiculous things about this press conference. So many ridiculous things. Okay, one of the most ridiculous things about the press conference was the fact that Donald Trump brought out all these like reams of paper. Right. And he said, well, uh, you know, these are some of the papers that I had to sign over. I mean, it was like, I mean, it it had to at least be like at least two or three hundred pounds. Maybe that's too much. At least. Let me think, like, how do I describe this to you? Like, let's say you take a traditional file cabinet that you can put files in, right? And you know those comes in a variety of sizes. Let's say you got a very large one. And usually it's like three different levels to it, three drawers. There were enough files that it looked like it would fill up all three drawers. Okay, just to give you a visual, if you've ever been in an office, if you've ever seen something like that before, maybe you've got a similar filing system. I'm talking about the big commercial type that you see, like, in an office. And they were all, like, piled on the table. And he said, well, these are some of the documents that I had to sign. 
Because I signed, I signed over my business to my sons. And his sons are going to take over the business. He says at the end of the press conference, I hope after eight years I can come back and say they did a good job. If not, I'll say, you're fired. And he did the same gesture that he did on the television show. This is lunacy. <laughs> this is lunacy. And they're calling it a war against the press. CNN's Acosta. I knew I got his name right. And the, the incoming press secretary threatened to throw CNN's representative out. Now, do I give a damn about CNN in particular? No. But there needs to be media in that room to ask questions. And it might be even to challenge the president. You're telling me Donald Trump is above a, a reproach that he does not need to be challenged? Is he a president or is he an emperor? I'm reading that Caitlyn Jenner will reportedly attend Trump's inauguration. (laughs) I heard a great, for people who love Game of Thrones, I heard a great uh, joke. You might get this if you like Game of Thrones. And somebody says, Donald Trump's election answers the question as to what would have happened if King Joffrey had not have died. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, you're loving that. 513-873-7134. Because you get it. If you don't, I'm you just don't get it. I'll put it that way. Uh, Dale writes, has anyone been paying attention to what's going on in North Korea? Kind of scary what they are doing. Reggie writes, good morning, Nate. Trump will meet obstructionism like no other president eventually. His crass demeanor and bully tactics aren't going to work for him. Just my opinion. Well, if he can make an alliance with the Republican Party, the Republican Party will roll with him and they'll sit back. Listen, Fox News, they were openly laughing about it. They think it's hilarious. Oh, they're laughing about it. Oh, it's so funny. Donald Trump took on the news. He took on CNN. So the manifestation of all these years of biased media, liberal media is all coming to the head. Well, now it's legitimate for Donald Trump to just call out one media outlet and say, you know what? He's just picking winners and winners and losers, basically. That's deep, y'all. That's deep. Let me remind you that the Nathan Ivey show is sponsored by UC Health. UC Health, Cincinnati's only academic health system. Let me catch up here. Let me catch up here. Well, KC, look at KC looking all smooth. Well, good morning to everybody. Derek, Kashana, Angela. Angela writes, my co-worker is a Fox News zombie. Damn fools. Damn fools. And I'm not saying that these aren't intelligent people, but when it comes to politics, they have arrived at their opinion. And see, these are people who are foolish. Foolish people arrive at an early opinion, take no other thought whatsoever into their head and just roll with it. The truth is typically somewhere in the middle. Kush writes, ah, get to the choppers. Jennifer writes, good morning, all. Gwenda writes, good morning, Nathan and the choppers and have an awesome day. <laughs> Fame up writes, Kellyanne looks like a madam. Dare writes, Trump has a self-esteem image problem for one. You can tell because he keeps getting those horrible tanning jobs. Well, someone who I think it was the co-author of The Art of the Deal. That's like the book that Trump's most famous for. 
It was recently reported in the media that he said that dealing with Donald Trump was like dealing with a bottomless pit. Just a very needy guy. And he opined that it was because of Donald Trump's background. Now, as I told you, as a as a as chill as adults, we're nothing more than a manifestation of things that happen to us ch- as children. I mean, I can certainly say that about myself. I think it's true of the people around me as well. You know, your relationship, the things that happened to you, the way you were socialized, the way you were potty trained. Right. Your your sexual experiences, your relationship experiences. And at the top of the list, your your relationship with your mom and your dad. That's what shapes you as an adult. And when Donald Trump was younger, his parents like sent him away to school and apparently he became very needy and clingy because of it. And you can see that the man's like 70 damn years old. You tell me in all this time you've done no, maybe he has done some soul searching. Jennifer writes, Trump's people are scary like communist propagandists. Thank you, Jennifer. She's right. You know, he, he Trump has an army of lawyers. Trump has an army of the best of the best of the best in terms of propagandist. What I mean by that, I'm talking about like What's to stop Trump from hiring either someone directly from or luring someone from one of or all of the big ad firms, the big political think tanks? And their job is not necessarily to craft the policy that's best for the people. But to somehow convince the people or to make the people understand that whatever Trump wants is what's best for them. Gwenda writes, why is this dude arguing with this girl? These people better get some balls or these thugs are going to try to get rid of media. Michael Moore told Cryberry Chris, media better get tough and not fear them. Whoopee got her butt on view epic. This woman is a lawyer and lies and uses trickery. Gwenda's right. I didn't know that. Michael Moore said that he's right. See, uh, MSNBC, CNN, all these folks, they need people like me. They need people with backbone. They need people that give a damn but don't give a damn. They get people who, who, who are not afraid to speak truth to power straight into their face and tell them and challenge them intellectually. That's what they need. I mean, you know, I, I like the Rachel Maddow style. It's cool. I like I like that. I wish she had a bit a bit more like face to face, like, you know, back and forth. But that's not her thing. I get it. She does a little bit of it. Angela writes, she's bobbing and weaving. Good morning, Mr. Hollywood. Jill writes, Kellyanne is taking advantage of the dubbing down of America. There will be multiple people saying that CNN is wrong because they don't know how to listen. Jill is right. But that's why I like being in front of talk radio people. Talk radio people are different. If you are a fan of talk radio, your brain, you've been listening to it for a while, your brain processes information that it takes in through your ears differently than other people do. It's just the truth. There are some people that cannot process information through their headphones. It doesn't really sync with them. You may be that way. 
But by and large, people that listen to podcasts and talk radio, audio files, they process information a little bit differently. The kind of person that listens to podcasts that talk about politics are the kind of people that are critical thinkers. And they're just looking for opinions to bounce their opinion off of. Angela's on point. She says, now she's deflecting. Yeah. Kellyanne Conway is good at playing all the games. She can project. She can deflect. She can neglect. She can refract. She can do all of it. And Angela writes, she's trying hard to get him on the defenses. Another tactic employed by, you know, rhetorical artists. You know, people who are good at winning arguments. If you listen to them, what you'll find out is that they're very good at getting the other person on the defensive. And what Kellyanne Conway understands as a shrewd practitioner in this art form. And this is something that you don't realize until you've been engaged rhetorically on a lot of different levels is that in your efforts to put that person on the defensive, you don't even really have to be responding to what you're talking about at that moment. And that's what Kellyanne Conway's doing. See, these are the kind of critical thinking skills that, that are not taking place in our schools. They're not even taking places in our colleges in some cases. That is deep. Serenthia writes, Kellyanne is one of the best breathing crash test dummies ever. Angela writes, uh, this is so alarming and folks are missing how Trump is setting up coverage of the administration's dealings. She's right. Very scary what what will be sliding past while the babble talk is taking place. The more airtime that gets, the more time stuff gets unnoticed. That first sentence, Angela's on point. It is so alarming how Trump is setting up coverage of the administration's dealings. I love the way she put that. That's why he's challenging the media. He's saying, listen, I want you to cover our issues this way. Even when there is something salacious, even when I do something wrong, I want you to think twice about reporting it because it might make us look bad. We might react. Uh, let me catch up here. Uh, see. Uh... Jennifer writes a good flow. Nate quickie marks are abundant in food deserts. No good food. No fresh vegetables or fruits. Had one in my neighborhood growing up. Candy, soda, etc. Nothing healthy. I mean, listen, I, it might be a great hustle. I mean, a great gig, a great investment if you can own one because Americans have their their addictions, their 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 routines. And if you go on some of these quickie marks, there's nothing good from the gas, which ain't really good for the environment. The process to extract it, not really good. The process of your car engine. The impact to the to the environment. You go inside is cigarettes, beer, tobacco products, products for marijuana, uh, uh, chew, uh, any kind of vodka, the cheapest vodka with the cheapest ingredients, which means it's the worst for your body. Uh, any kind of like, you know, like creature comfort foods. I mean, they are what they are. Okay, you don't have that. You can get you some coffee. If you don't want coffee, you can get you some scratch-offs. Any kind of scratch-off you want. We got all the scratch-offs. Get your daily doubles. You can get your triples. Okay, you can do the, the super lotto. You can do the daily lotto. You can do the monthly lotto. You can do the mega lotto. You can do the mega millions. Okay, it's all in these quickie marts. 
And in the black community, when you look at the people who own it, it ain't a lot of black folks. Uh, Gwenda writes, Nathan, have you listened to Dick Gregory about Ferguson and MB? It's mind-blowing. One thing that got me was after the murder by the police that MB laid in the streets, Michael Brown, so long that his clothes were changed. Need to study this, but quite interesting. Man, they changed his clothes? Damn. Gerald writes, what up, NI? Have a great day. What up, Gerald? Famer writes, a Black Lives Matter is ran petulant, ran by lesbian and funded by whites. So in essence, the group came into the game, co-opted. What? Ran? Where do you get this fame up? Ran by lesbians. What the hell? Now listen, I, even if it was true, so what? So what? Even if it was true. And I think he's referring to the fact that Black Lives Matter was actually started by some sisters. It was started after it was started by some sisters and it was after the whole situation that happened with Trayvon Martin. Again, everybody was taking 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 notice of it. It started back in like 2013. And the movement began with the usage of a hashtag. Don't discount the power of a hashtag. Look at Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter started as a hashtag movement on social media. And it was after the acquittal of George Zimmerman and the death of Trayvon Martin, the coward George Zimmerman. And then you had death of Michael Brown. You had Eric Gardner. I know it was three sisters. Uh, Let me look it up. It was three sisters that started it. And that's big. Are you telling me that these women are, I mean, come on, fame. You out there on that with fame. Damn, fame? Uh, Pat writes, Black Lion, fix your phone. Yeah, his phone was not good. Uh, People talking about his phone. I I had hoped that it got a little better. Sound like it got better on my point. Gregor writes, uh, Trump has built a wall around Black Lion's cell phone tower. <laughs> Funny. Uh, people going in about the phone. Maddie writes, don't ask him about my astrological sign. That was funny when he said that. He's a nut. He's a nut. Black Lion's always... But see, I, ple- I treat Black Lion differently because I've learned that I have to. I've learned that I have to. I don't treat him the way I treat everybody else. I do not. I'll tell you straight up. I treat him differently. If you want to call that preferential treatment, <laughs> go right ahead. But I treat him differently. He earned that. I mean, he didn't earn that. He earned it after years of those kind of uh, those kind of engagements. My name is Nathan Ivy. This is the Nathan Ivy Show, and we'll be right back right after this. Tired of searching online? ThreeLinkDirectory.com has handpicked tens of thousands of quality links so you don't have to spend hours searching. Find the best internet links on ThreeLink Directory. Visit ThreeLinkDirectory.com now. Enjoy quality links sorted in categories like arts, games, health, shopping, sports, travel, and many more on ThreeLinkDirectory.com. That's ThreeLinkDirectory.com. I 
want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking, taking me, me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org slash caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at DoIHavePreDiabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger. Two, if you're very overweight. And three, if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Party. Bloomberg Urban Report. I'm Donna Wilson. Today is Ben Carson's turn to face lawmakers on Capitol Hill. Carson will be grilled by the Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs Committee in his effort to be Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. President-elect Trump plans to put all of his business assets in a trust and hand control of his company to his two adult sons and a longtime business executive. But in order to avoid conflicts of interest, Senator Elizabeth Warren says Trump needs to put his business in a blind trust. That means there will be someone independent who buys, sells, runs the business operations, not someone he sits down to dinner with, not someone he can look over their shoulder, not someone you can do a little elbow and wink. No, someone who's independent. The Trump Organization says it will not make any new foreign deals during his administration, but the company will still pursue domestic deals. As an entrepreneur, I'm always on the go, answering emails, meeting with clients, solving problems, and on to the next thing. And I use my Dell XPS laptop for all of it. It keeps me connected, so I'm always one step ahead. When ambition is everything, you need a laptop that runs at the speed of business. Dell XPS laptops empower small business professionals to create and collaborate anywhere thanks to incredible battery life and powerful Intel Core processors. Learn more at dell.com radio. Intel inside. Powerful productivity outside. When you present your business card, what do you want it to say about you? 
If that card has the letters CMA after your name, it says you know the 11 most crucial areas of management accounting. It says you've mastered an exam that only has a 50% pass rate. It says you've distinguished yourself from your peers, all of which makes your business card a keeper. The CMA certification, you've got to earn it. Visit cmacertification.org for details. That's your Bloomberg Urban Report. I'm Donna Wilson. We are Trust Park. Nathan Ivey, the man, Cincinnati's only voice. And go to NathanIvey.com and check him out. Good morning, everyone. Currently 8.51 a.m. in the Queen City. Today is Thursday, January 12th, 2017. And the Nathan Ivey Show is sponsored by UC Health. UC Health, Cincinnati's only academic health system. And don't forget the event tomorrow, January 13th, from 10 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. at the Kresge Auditorium. UC Health and the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine, they cordially invite you to the 44th Annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration Ceremony. Your keynote is Fanon Rucker. And if you know you want to attend, uh, do us a favor and RSVP Linda so they can get us some sense. They will be providing refreshments for everyone. RSVP Linda at Linda to Linda at Linda.com, C-O-N-N, at UCHealth.com. Nathan Ivey with you, almost the top of the hour. This world is going crazy. Uh, let me let you know where we are. At this point, we have 206,361 plays, 4,435 followers. Yeah. And I remember when we started with just 10, with just one. Like, I've got screenshots of that very first show that we did on Spreaker. Man, so much has changed. If you go to NathanIV.com, you're going to see some changes uh, just kind of updating some of the imagery, putting up new banners, uh, more consistent and new content, uh, various ways you can interact, various platforms. If you listen to the show, other shows on TuneIn, you can listen to Nathan Ivey show on TuneIn. Uh, somebody called me just recently, like, Nate, you're on TuneIn? I said, yeah. He's like, that's great. That's great. I, I agree. And you're like, what's TuneIn? TuneIn is an app where you can listen to audio content, whether it be podcasts or whether it be news services or whether it's live shows. Some of y'all might be hip to Roland Martin. He does an online radio show. As far as I'm concerned, Roland is a a pioneer when it comes to uh, online uh, broadcasting. One of the many pioneers. A lot of folks have been doing it for a long time. Some of them you know of, some of you don't. Dr. Ben Carson, as you heard from Bloomberg, is uh, his confirmation hearings are up. It's just so interesting. Here's a man who says, I'm not qualified to do this job. But then he gets nominated to do the job and says, "Okay, I'll take it. That's the way the world is. And, you know, honestly, with most jobs, you're going to have to get retrained anyway. You're going to have to learn it anyway. But if you've got usable skills and you can pick things up, then there's the belief that you can be a leader no matter what the particular business uh, or mission statement really is if you have those leadership skills. So obviously, 
that's what the Trump administration see in this guy, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. I don't really see it. I'll say it again. Dr. Ben Carson is an idiot savant. He is a genius when it comes to, to medicine. He's a genius. After hearing his views on public policy and seeing him during the primary, not in, no. No, he's a damn nincompoop when it comes to policy and politics. No. Uh, Jeff Sessions, uh, he went on, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Alabama rep Mo Brooks. I started to tell you this earlier in the show. I want to make sure I get this to you. He went on a radio show in support of Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions. I'll be honest with you, and I hate to stereotype people, but Jeff Sessions looks like a, he looks like a, he looks like, well, you know what I'm talking about now. Jeff Sessions is not your name, man. It's it's you, Jeff Sessions. He just looks he just looks like he'd be right in place at certain rallies. I'll put it that way. I'm stereotyping. I know I am. I'm wrong for that. If you think I'm wrong about that, give me a call. 513-873-7134. If you think I'm right, remain silent. You think I'm right? Remain silent. I know I'm right about that. I mean, I'll go ahead and say it for you. He looks like he looks like he undercover. Well, he's been taking a lot of heat, a lot of heat, even from his colleagues. But anyway, let's get back to Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks goes on this radio show. It's called The Morning Show with Tony and Gary. Tony with an I, which means it could. you never know these days. Like at some point I would have thought, okay, Tony with an I, that must be a female. But these days, psh, I don't know. Hey, I'm Tony. But he went on The Morning Show with Tony and Gary. And it's a show based out of Alabama. And he says, among other things, that there's a lot of lies about Jeff Sessions. But I want to get to this because he says something I thought was just mind blowing. And he, he said that the attacks on Jeff Sessions was really just another example of the war on whites. This man is a representative. He's a public official. He's a publicly elected official. And he believes that there's a war on whites and that the Democrats are trying to motivate the African-American voting bloc. And the way they do that is they paint Republicans as racist. The war on whites. Do you believe that there is a war on white people in this country? Better yet, should there be? What does that mean? The war on whites? Again, as a black man, I've never been. I Maybe Black Lion has. Like in his own head. Like in his own head, Black Lion is at war with white people. <laughs> like, it's, it's clear. He is at war with white people. In his own head. The war on whites. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I would bet that if you question this center and ask him about racism on people of color, it's like, ah, things are much better. It's not like it used to be. I guarantee that would be what the first thing that comes out of his mouth. Ah, oh, yeah, we got a few plans. Not like it should be. Or not like it used to be. 
Uh, before we leave, I want to talk about some local issues here. It's my phone doing dumb stuff. And the feds are turning my phone on. You know they can do that? Uh, five things Democrats plan for Hamilton County. No, they really can't do that. Your phone is always on. Uh, the people that manufacture your phone, they can turn your phone on remotely and turn on the microphone and listen as long as your phone has a battery in it and in some cases if it does not. But anyway, that's a sidebar. We can get to that another day. Five things Democrats plan for Hamilton County. Five things that Democrats plan for Hamilton County. I'm talking about here in Hamilton County here. This is city news. And now Hamilton County Commissioner uh, Todd Portoon, he's got a buddy. Now, it's only three people on the on the board of commissioners, and now two of them are Democrats. You've got uh, Denise Driehaus. She's a former state legislator. She beat Dennis Dieters back in November. So now the Democrats have a two-to-one majority. And now they are coming out with their plan. And here are five things that Todd Portoon proposed Wednesday that must must be dealt with. Uh, number one, sewer odors. He wants a revamp budget. He wants a new approach to spending. He wants to create a regional transportation board. And also they want to share as many services by, as possible um, and therefore save money. So those are the big broad priorities of the Hamilton County commissioners. Now, are they going to have like a neighborhood court? I know that was something that was a uh, really popular during the campaign that you know people in the rooms that I was in was asking for. So now this is the shot for the Democrats. Now you got a majority, okay? Now Hamilton Countyans, let's see what these guys can do, if anything. If anything. Will they be more effective than when the Republicans had the majority? Uh, we, we, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, somebody sent me a video of Meek Mill falling down the steps at his mama's house. I watched it. Nothing really there. Uh, Steve Harvey says that nobody wants to date Asian men, and now Asians are upset with them. That brother keeps putting his foot in his mouth. But Steve Harvey's a, a hundred millionaire several times over. He gonna be okay. Did you see the video of Diamond and Silk? You know, I tried to run them down at the uh, RNC. I just could not. I lost them in the crowd. All those white people, I lost these two sisters in the crowd. Because I wanted to interview them. Diamond and Silk. You never seen that before? They do a video like YouTube show. I've seen a bunch of the videos. They're entertaining. They're very entertaining. In terms of their politics, not my taste. But they're very entertaining. And white people love Diamond and Silk. Oh, they love them. Oh, they love them. I'll say this again. If you really want to make a lot of money in the media, go conservative. Go conservative. They love you. They'll eat you up. I think I've got the clip. Let me see if I can find this for you. Yeah. Now, y'all know Obama is on his way out of office. (laughs) Don't worry, we wish him farewell. Yeah. Let the countdown begin. Mm-hmm. Silk, yeah. hit it, girl. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. So now we out. 
just want to slap him. Yeah. In with the Trump train, baby. That's right. I just saw a fireworks effect on the video. Don't forget to get your choo-choo baby gear yeah. at the Diamond and Silk Store, diamondandsilkstore.com. Na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey, goodbye. <laughs> they is nuts for that, man. Don't that ish make you mad? I want to get Diamond and Silk. Now, here's my question for you. Is that smart money right there? See, like I say, game recognized game. When I was at the RNC, I peeped it real quick. A lot of them people in that room was hustlers. I ran into a brother. This brother was super sharp, man. I won't put his name out there, but he was a rat from down south. Young brother, too. I say late 20s, early 30s. Man, listen. Dude was like a black Republican. Gave me his flyer. We talked for a little bit. Gave me his card. Man, he was running straight game. His game was, oh, okay. Y'all say, oh, Republicans say they love black people? Well, prove it. He started his own little organization of like 100 excellent uh, leaders. Remember, some of y'all might remember the footage when I went to the party and Roland was there. It was his party. I peeped game real early. A lot of people around Trump realize that Trump is a con man. Trump's about getting ahead. And so if you're willing to do whatever, boom, people like Pastor Burns, they'll roll with you. Very, very smart. That's what Diamond and Silk is doing. Diamond and Silk said, man, ain't no money. Ain't no money. See, if Diamond and Silk are more progressive, let's say they, they like Hillary Clinton, they don't stand out. There's thousands of black people like Diamond and Silk that love Hillary Clinton. They love the Democrats. But it's two black sisters, right? Two black females with a YouTube channel that love Donald Trump. They stick out. It's unusual. It's eye-catching. It makes you want to click on it. What are these, what's these talking about? How dare they? Okay. And they selling t-shirts too. I'm looking at the t-shirts. It looks like, uh. Don't worry. It looked like some, we wish him farewell. It looks like Let the capitalism. Countdown begin. Mm-hmm. Silk, yes. hit it, girl. Hit it, Silk. Na, 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 na. Hey. Na, 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 na. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. So now we out with the old. Yeah. In with the Trump train, baby. That's right. Why are they dancing? <laughs> hey, yeah. y'all, the countdown, let it begin. Don't forget to get your choo-choo baby gear yeah. at the Diamond and Silk Store, diamondandsilkstore.com. Is that smart money? Very quickly, tell me what you think. Is that smart capitalism? Can you hate on these sisters? They're making uh, Donald Trump choo-choo train t-shirts. I ain't mad at him. I mean, is that smart money? Is Diamond and Silk saying, let's say, I can spend the next four years arguing and emotional and upset, or I can roll and try to make some money off of Donald Trump. They've made their decision. Is that cooning? Oh, that's funny. 
I'm looking at this. Somebody put a link to Tariq Nasheed's coon, coon Train. You know, the more and more I did research on Tariq Nasheed, the more I realized this brother has a whole nother world. He's got a whole nother persona online. And so it, it really hasn't changed my opinion of the way he went at uh, Soda Mayor, a.k.a. Crispy, a.k.a. Soda Moisture. But having seen like the crispy videos now, now I've got a better understanding of it. And it's a little bit more consistent in who Tariq Nasheed is. Tariq Nasheed is like most of us. He's got a lot of things going on. You can be intellectual and still be ghetto. Nothing wrong with that. And I don't even know if ghetto is the right word. But he made Tariq Nasheed produced a series of really short videos on YouTube called The Coon Train. What about black on black crime? It is. Where the white women at? Where the white women at? All white people ain't bad. All white people ain't bad. We is our own worst enemy. We is our own worst enemy. What about black on black crime? What Where the white women at? He said, what about black on black? Sounds <laughs> just like one of these busters. Oh, oh man. What about black on black crime? Where's the white women at? Oh, hell no. Is that Larry Elder? Y'all wrong for that. We is our own worst enemy. Somebody posted this at the bottom of the video. That I play for you from Diamond and Silk. Oh man, that's hilarious. Oh, thank you for that, boss. I appreciate it. One more time with Diamond oh, and Silk. Because I'm outraged. Don't worry. We wish him farewell. Yeah. Let the count down. I don't want one of your little funky ass t shirts. Hey, girl. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, Bump you. stupid for that <laughs> it just makes me irritated but real quick though is that a hustler right there are they just hustlers selling a merchandise have you gone to their website you go to their website they got all kind of merchandise i'll tell you something else they got they got like a wall of fame and wall of shame so like over the years they have taken blistering critiques from people online so what they do is they screenshot them and then they put them on their website <laughs> for everybody to see it. Uh, we got a call here. Let's go to the caller. Uh, caller, good morning. How are you? That's your new name, Silk and Diamond, bruh. That's your new name right there, bruh. It reminds me of you every time I hear you picking up gays and white folks. Are you, do you have me on speakerphone and so take me off? What? Am I on speakerphone? No, no, that's the FBI asking with my phone, bro. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want no parts of that, man, but thank you for the call. Got my own issues. My good buddy Black Lion still listening. Good to know. Uh, Dale writes, I think y'all need to be on the same card as Chris versus Soldier and take it to the ring and get paid. Please. And Black Lion got a problem getting out of bed, let alone getting into a boxing ring with the likes of a man of my caliber, please. Keep telling y'all, I work out. I keep telling you that all the time. 
in my head. Maddie writes, the new head of the Department of Transportation is Elaine Child, who is Mitch McConnell's wife, FYI. Yes. Thank you, Maddie. Trump dodged all the questions about whether someone in his campaign was in contact with the Russians during the campaign. He dodged those questions. Kellyanne Conway dodged those questions. The White House press secretary dodged those questions. Was somebody orchestrating, and I believe it was, was somebody orchestrating the release of the information about Hillary Clinton with the Donald Trump campaign? Because if you did that, it would maximize the effectiveness. I believe that, in fact, there is some associations. But thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you. Pat Rice says, we did not name of Gilligan last week. Uh, do we name two this week? Uh, well, not necessarily. Uh, somebody said, knock off Jordans. Fame rights lesbians, man-hating, penis-envying women. These heifers ain't my sisters. Damn, fame! Man. Good morning, James. Good morning, Wanda. What's up, Grego? What's up, Miss D? Mr. Holly Rice, that lion guy is crazy. He is. He's always welcome. Listen, thank you so much for listening. This show will be made available as a podcast in about 30 minutes. We'll update the audio, put it on the website. If you want to connect with me directly, I'm on social media at all times. If we're not Twitter fans, friends, why not? Let's become Twitter friends. Find me at Nathan I-V-E-Y. Actually, my Twitter handle is King of Straight Talk with an eight. King of Straight Talk. But if you search my name, Nathan Ivy, it'll come up. Thank you so much. Shout out to my good friends at SoulPublicRadio.com. My new friends, the X Squad Affiliates. The good folks at Superlative Media. Our sponsor, UC Health. Our advertisers, Team NI. My patrons, the Choppers, the Wifey. Until next time, I'm Nathan Ivy, and I'm out.